0: All right, this man is always uh, spreading love wherever he goes. See what I did there? Brandon Vogel from uh, Calorie dot com joins us. Uh, good morning, my friend.
1: Good morning, guys. Happy Valentine's Day! Happy val- so, so you, you have a
0: you have an expanding family. So, what do we do on Valentine's Day now in the Vogel household? <laughs>
1: nothing uh make something (laughs) a little extra maybe special for for a weeknight dinner my son's my son's almost three now and i think uh we've had a babysitter three times in his entire life so that tells you that tells you about about how that's going so which is fine it's great i love hanging out with them um but yeah nothing it's just it's just a wednesday here here for me
2: well, okay, but okay, All right. well, maybe we'll talk off, air, Brandon, because you know as okay. they as they say, you know, on Valentine's Day, especially when because the the newborn is how old, uh,
1: she is seven months,
2: seven months, okay, yeah. You always got to always got to keep the things, uh, the the things romantic with the wife, right? That's what they say when you have the the newborn. So just making sure you're not forgetting yeah yeah. About that. I,
1: I think I think I get what you're saying. Okay. The, the yeah. reality of the situation <laughs> I, I just know. laid out probably isn't advantageous <laughs> for me personally, but um, so it is. Uh,
0: Peacock pays 110 million to carry one NFL playoff game. ESPN is paying 111 million to carry one or 118 million to carry one playoff game um what's your thoughts on the reported six-year 1.3 billion dollar deal that was announced yesterday
1: i mean college football it's, it's it's interesting as you know the nba kind of figures out what it's trying to do i kind of viewed the in-season the tournament as a uh A leverage opportunity for the nba where they could potentially create something specific for a streamer if they wanted to go to go that route but i think football remains the the sort of untouchable still for now um i mean we just saw the the highest rated super bowl we've ever seen um so so for espn's point of view like I'm I'm sure they're quite happy to to keep that in the fold rather than, than break that up as as we've seen with with some of well, the Big Ten eluded uh ESPN entirely with its new deal. So it's it's such a strange time in, in televised media, you know, in the past couple of weeks we've had the announcement that hey, maybe a couple of the big players are gonna come together and, and try to create the ultimate sports package, but it's not going to be the ultimate sports package because there's still still going to be games that you'd have to subscribe to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't know. It's 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 a weird it's a weird time. I kind of felt this way at the time that that cord cutting was coming into the fray became a term that we all knew. I was like, I don't know. Just just paying for cable where I have pretty much everything I need seemed pretty good. And now we have spread things out trying to bring them back together, I guess, at least for sports fans, because that that remains kind of the, the one standard that you can count on in, in terms of numbers.
2: Brandon, are we, are we too early? Are we in an okay spot to go ahead and start talking about win totals for Nebraska in 2024? And not only win totals, but that greater than a bowl eligibility type mm-hmm. win total, maybe seven to eight. Oh, it's not too early for me. I've been, I've been waiting for <laughs> these days.
1: Uh, a happy, happy Valentine's Day to me. The SP Plus rankings came out this morning, yep. which means I can then do my own math mm-hmm. using using those numbers. But we did we did get the FanDuel number over the weekend seven and a half for for Nebraska. I can tell you, I just uh, I just tallied this to myself. The new SP Plus ratings from ESPN and Bill Connolly We'll put Nebraska at seven point three um so you round that up to the next nearest half number you're you're at seven and a half yep. um so it's i mean it seems too early we can look at this and, and i think in these situations you're you're better off taking the broadest view you can because we, we can look at nebraska which we know the most about and be like well i don't know about what kind of quarterback player you're gonna get how many players gonna leave post spring all of the like detail focus things but on a, on a broad scale these numbers kind of work, you know, Vegas isn't going out of business uh, because, you know, just numbers wise, you can kind of build a model and feel like, yeah, our model is pretty good. And it, it at least puts us in the range. So seven and a half for Nebraska didn't surprise me a ton. They, they've got a schedule based on, you know, what we think these teams now to do it. Um, it, the, the spring, the spring transfer window does, does create a little bit of a complication, but based on what we saw over the winter, I'd be surprised. I mean, Nebraska has to lose some people. I'd be surprised if they were a loser, quote unquote, overall, um, based on what happens in in the last two weeks of April.
0: Brandon Vogel from counterread.com joining us. Um, what's your, how would you describe to an outsider the relationship between Matt Rule and Tony White?
1: Uh, seems remarkably strong given they've coached one season together, um, and I and I th- remarkably strong maybe isn't that descriptive. I would say it it seems like Tony White has has been one of the guys which we've seen on Matt Rule's staff at the start. We've seen coming to the fold in terms of Glenn Thomas, who's kind of been been part of the team, so to speak. Uh, since Matt Rule started becoming a head coach, I mean, he 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 talks about Tony White in the, in the way that he would uh, a guy he's coached twelve years with instead of instead of one and a half. So you know that UCLA job came open um, somewhat surprisingly, and you, you had to wonder because I I I think based on my best knowledge that that Tony White probably got got his tires kicked for their de- defensive coordinator job. And then certainly, we know from from what Matt Rule said this week that uh, he did for the the head coach opening that, that UCLA had, and I'm I'm not that surprised. It kind of went back to I think what Rule said about Tony White and that interest, you know, after the the regular season had ended or the season had ended for Nebraska of like. I'll, I'll put my guys up for for anything, you know, like, I understand this is part of the game guys need to progress. Um, that said, I tell them, take, make sure it's the right job. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's a job where you're sure you can you can succeed. And UCLA is an interesting place right now uh, with with a conference switch. I, I don't know what the the realistic ceiling is for, for UCLA and a Big Ten.
2: So Gary and I were discussing kind of what the message that sends when you have a head coach going to bat for your assistant coaches and your coordinators, the message that that sends to your entire staff and maybe people that might ever be interested in a Nebraska football coaching position, even as an analyst, the question we haven't discussed, and I'm curious your thoughts, does it have an impact on the players when the players see that the head coach is also going to bat for say their defensive coordinator or just an assistant coach on staff?
1: I, I think it could. I think it, it, it only has the potential to, to reinforce your what the players are getting from, from the coaching staff. I, I'm guessing and I don't know this for sure. I don't know how much the players are aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm guessing not a lot of them were tuned in to, to Matt Rule's interview last night. They hear yeah. plenty from him um, for, for lack of a better way to put it. But it at least for those that do notice or that do see a tweet about it or a headline about it, um, it should I think back up what what they're getting from the coaches, Yeah, consistency. Like, hey, we're here. Like, whether you're you're a coach who's you know. 35 40 years old or you're a player who's 18 or 19 like i'm here to help you get to your to to reach your goals exactly so so i definitely don't think it it hurts well definitely doesn't hurt in any regard um to the degree that players notice it i think it only only serves to reinforce what they're seeing already
0: hey another night last night and uh and and i know this is the for a fact that jamal banks has walked on campus the transfer from wake force a wide receiver And he's an older guy. He's a veteran guy. He wants to get to the league. And he wants to use this one year at Nebraska to get Nebraska to where they want to go and then to benefit and get him to where he wants to go. So next year when they announce the Combine invites, Jamal Banks is on it. Um, But with that said, it's it's an interesting wide receiver room where some young guys got to play last year. There's some young guys that are being talked about. Like you would think Demetrius Bell won the offseason award. We can't wait to see him. We can't wait to see a healthy Dos. But what do you think Jamal Banks does for Garrett McGuire, a young coach that had young wide receivers last year where maybe there were times they weren't all together?
1: I, I I think um, and, and Matt Rule's praise of him was certainly effusive. Like you, you looked at, at what Banks had done in his career and you, you kind of penciled it in penciled him in for oh this guy needs to he, he's gonna be at least a five hundred yard receiver for Nebraska or he probably needs to be. Um, to hear that kind of by their metrics, all of the off field stuff is is going as expected or maybe perhaps way better than expected, Garrett didn't have that, that kind of example to point to Billy Kemp a little bit um, of like, here, do it like this guy. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and there's a difference there between, between, I think, coming from a coach of like, here's the expectation, here's what we want, want you to do, and then seeing it modeled by, by one of your peers. And it, and it sounds like that so far, Banks has has been that guy. And, you know, Braska ends up with no combine invites this year, but we can, we can look back um, and, and who knows, you know, what it meant to the younger guys on the squad then, but you've had two, two transfer wide receivers, Samori Ture, um, who great FCF's wide receiver. There's always going to be about, okay, well, can you do it in the big 10 Trey Palmer, extremely athletically gifted player who by the, you know, just breadth of talent on LSU, kind of hadn't put up the numbers that he did until he got to Nebraska. Both those guys ended up in the league. Um, so we, we've seen it work at, at, <clears throat> at Nebraska specifically. Um, and, and I think that does, it does make McGuire's job a little bit easier, at least, or it should.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Hey, uh, great stuff. Aaron, earlier in the week, uh, had a a, a a story on uh, counter-read.com about the NFL draft, the Super Bowl. There's also, you could throw in the combine invites as well. well you, you just mentioned uh, your story yesterday on the uh, bidding for the seven and a half wins. What else is to come that you and Aaron are working on on CounterRead.com for the subscribers? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, um, so like I said, <laughs> I kind of wait for the, the first set of a couple power rankings that we get um, because that allows me to, to pencil some things out. So we can start looking at kind of, I think, inflection points in this this Nebraska season based on what we know now. And if this all seems way too early, like I get it, but I just yeah. kind of can't, <laughs> can't help myself <laughs> um, because like I said, I mean, this data, like it, it, it has value um it's not it's not going to tell you exactly how the year will go but um it wouldn't be very much fun if it did so that's coming up uh, coming up next for me um aaron's working on a couple of things that we had from from our trev alberts interview um last week um so yeah we got we got plenty of good stuff and not getting too far away from from spring football no we're point, not
0: so we're not and it, spring football has started at appalachian state in hawaii nice there we go hey as That'll always work. my as always my friend I appreciate it happy Valentine's Day to you uh, the wife and the uh, family
1: sounds good guys have a good one
0: that's uh, Brand Vogel from counterread.com uh, I paused there uh, was that inappropriate for me to wish his wife a val- happy Valentine's Day no okay okay just checking because I don't want to get in trouble no you're fine you know I usually I usually don't say anything out, you know, out of the box
2: or anything like that okay. you're just
0: being nice okay no you stayed within the list. alright all right, yeah. all right. we ran a little over time but hey thanks everybody this was a fun show today uh Everybody love everybody today, okay? Ely, just just get after it. Everybody everybody love everybody. Just get after it. And also, don't forget it's Ash Wednesday. That is true. Okay, so there's a lot going on today, and we got a parade at eleven. I love a parade. Just get after it. And we'll be back. Yeah. Just don't try to do them at the same place. (laughs) And also, yeah, I know. Pace yourself. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow at six.